Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Hey, and welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. Hey, I'm Frank Mills. Thank you for joining Armin and I again for another episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. We appreciate you joining us. Whether you're watching or listening, we do appreciate it. And we've got a really great show for you today. Uh, You know, Armin and I, we're going to be talking about how Armin includes fruit into his diet and how to stay lean by doing so. So we'll talk about that. And also, we've got some great content from our viewers, our listeners, from our fans of the NSP show. So thank you again for all of that content. And let's get started. Armin, uh, fruit in the diet. This is kind of interesting because in a lot of people's diets, nutrition plans, fruit is almost a taboo now uh, because of the sugar content. So how did this topic come up for today? Oh, yeah, good question. Uh, I, I just run into it a lot with people I work with, the clients. I mean, they're always kind of curious because, you know, people like fruit, so it's understandable. Uh, and so I figured, well, since I'm running into this, because it, it really depends on your situation, how you should have fruit. So I mm-hmm. thought, well, let me just try to give some clarity on this for people that um, you know, may be a little more curious about how to use fruit when it comes to burning fat, because, you know, it, it will affect fat burning if you don't utilize it the right way. And so I thought I'd get some clarification on that from my point of view and what, what I've experienced in my clients. Okay. All right. So where would you like to start with this, Armin? Okay. Well, let me just say this. First of all, uh, you know, fruit has its place in a quality nutrition strategy. So it, you don't have to eliminate it, but you do want to get more strategic with it. And so, you know, there's a lot of commentary out there. You know, you just, you want to eliminate the fruit. And I understand where they're coming from, but you can have it, uh, in my opinion, uh, but, but you just got to do it a little more strategically. And then it's not a big deal. And then you can, you know, you can enjoy it. So that's what I want to kind of get done today. Okay. So, so I am kind of curious. Why do you say that about strategically to use it, Armin? So, you know, the problem with fruit is it has, it has sugar and it has, you know, the shirt, you know, which is one thing, but then you have fructose, which is another part. That's why it's called fruit because it contains fructose and, you know, get too much fructose in your system. It's not good. It can damage your capillaries over time. And, um, you know, it can also help lead to diabetes because of, you know, other carbohydrates and stuff you're using. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you're eating, you know, if you're doing this, you take fruit in the right way, you're going to get vitamins from it. Okay. So it has that, it has minerals in it, which you know are important and that, that it's going to vary from fruit to fruit. And then you have antioxidants, which help offset, you know, free radicals, which help reduce inflammation. So free radicals, uh, you know, that they, they cause inflammation. So it helps with that. And then you, you do get dietary fiber. So it, those are good elements. Now, you know, the other benefits, it can help with heart health because of these different minerals you get from it and stuff. It helps with, can help with digestion, helps with the gut microbiome because, you know, the gut needs these different uh, uh, antioxidants and minerals and vitamins and then you know obviously you know with weight management or fat loss you know it it can help to some degree on that but you know mm-hmm. that's kind of a little over the top <clears throat> and it does have some good attributes towards your skin health 
you know, like coconut is a is actually a fruit. So it, it, it is really good for the skin as an example. And then, okay. you know, the other thing is it tastes good. It's sweet. So you know, it helps change things up with your diet. You, you, you're kind of like, you don't want to go all bland. So that's another thing. And then um, for me, it's just what I, I use it for carb loading because that's what I do. And that's what we're gonna, I'm going to talk more about. That's more what I mean by strategically. <clears throat> but that's what I do with it. And then, um, you know, now that uh, with that being said, you know, it, I don't eat fruit every single day. So I'm going to highlight that because some people think you need to have so many servings of fruit and vegetables every day based on what you hear in the media and all these other experts. And I don't, I don't agree with that. I think, you know, it has its place, but at the same time, you need, you know, in my opinion, for fat loss, and this is mostly geared towards fat loss in this conversation. Okay. You know, athletic performance is a different element, but that's what this is geared towards. <clears throat> Absolutely. Because it can get confusing. You know, I'm really glad you said that because when we're talking about fat loss, that's totally different because, you know, when you watch a sporting event, like the other night I was watching the world cup soccer they had piles of bananas on the table, right? And if you're saying fruit's bad, the first thing that somebody's going to go is, well, wait a minute, look at all these bananas laying there, and these are soccer <laughs> players, and they're eating it, so it must be good for me. And that's not what we're talking about today, so I'm kind of glad you yeah. clarified that. Also, a lot of the the advertisements for juicers or smoothie places, uh, they use a lot of fruit and uh some even add protein all different kinds of thing peanut butter i've seen at places yeah. um so i'm i'm really actually glad that you're talking about this today and uh tr trying to clarify the fat burning piece yeah from just having fruit is it good for you or not that's not what we're talking about so that's good yeah curious though how often do you eat fruit armin so again, it's going to depend, uh, you know, if I'm going to be carb loading and, you know, I may have a small, a small amount of fruit at that, at that time to just enjoy. Uh, now, the way I typically carb load is, you know, every one to two days because I'm lean. So you carb load more often when you're leaner because you're just trying to replenish the muscles in the liver with the, the glycogen and the sugar, so to speak. And so, uh, you know, if it's a, if my energy's kind of up and down, then I'll probably add a little bit more into it um so but i kind of watch everything when i take in the fruit you know see how my abs are looking the next day because you know i can tell a lot of times they'll start to smoothen out if i get too many carbohydrates so it's carbohydrates and the fruit on top of that so you know for me i'm going to have fruit maybe and it depends on what's available that's a whole nother thing too but you know maybe three days a week some you know and if it's something's in season i might have it four days a week uh at you know at, at that kind of a schedule. So it's not every day. Uh, but when I eat, you know, again, it's basically going to be on the, the car reload day and it's going to be in the evening when I have the fruit. So that's kind of how I strategically do it. <clears throat> so I am curious, why do you prefer to eat fruit in the evening uh, compared to early? Or yeah, earlier, so that's, another, that's, that's a good question. And a lot of people, uh, they're just like, wow. I mean, they don't, you know, compared to what you normally would do, I mean, in the media, you, you have fruit first thing in the morning. Right. Really good for you, uh, which is not necessarily correct, depending on what your situation is. So if you're trying to lose body fat, having fruit in the morning is not good. 
because you're going to get a big insulin spike. And it goes for fruit and carbohydrates. You don't want to have a fruit and car or carbohydrates in the morning because you get the insulin up. That shuts off your fat burning. So that's not beneficial if you're trying to lose body fat and you're trying to stay lean. So that's why I approach that way. So, you know, because I'm focused on fat burning, you know, I'm going to eat the, car I'm going to eat the carbs and everything with the fruit, um, you know, at the meal to make sure that I'm not going to get an insulin spike because I'm trying to burn fat throughout the day. And so people don't really think about that because mm -hmm. people think that you can burn fat and, and glucose at the same time. And that is false. And people think that, and I know that they could say, well, you know, for the Krebs cycle, it's going to do these, it's going to use these different elements. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've listened to that, but at the same time, a lot of science states, you either burn one energy system or the other. And that's what I believe actually happens. And so you're not going to burn carbohydrates. And all of a sudden you're going to switch to fats. The reason why, because insulin will block fat burning. Because insulin's like, hey, we got to use up this glucose. We got to process mm -hmm. this glucose. So that's one thing I want to really highlight to people: you don't burn multiple energy systems, and that's that's the big issue here. So now, also, you know, I'm older, so I want to keep my insulin sensitivity high, which because this allows me to get better absorption of the nutrients when the insulin kicks in, and you know, the I want to prevent insulin insulin resistance because you know diabetes runs in my family. And so I'm trying to make sure that I avoid that. So I don't want to get insulin resistant. I don't want to be, become diabetic. So that's another thing is I'm trying to control how my carbohydrate intake works. And the same thing, you know, fruit's part of that because I want to make sure that the insulin's getting in, getting the nutrients into the cells as efficiently as possible. And that sensitivity is really high. So by having this fruit in the evening, what happens is I'll, I'll spike my insulin a little bit because most fruits are a little higher glycemic. Uh, but you know, I'm not, I don't do it all. I don't, I'm not doing it all the time. So I'm getting periodic spikes, but what that does do, it does help push the nutrients into the cells when it happens. And then when you get an insulin spike, it will drop back down pretty quickly with the high glycemic carb. So the low glycemic carbs, you get a, a slighter insulin spike, but it, it, the insulin stays elevated longer. So that's why I'm not a big fan of the slow burning carbohydrates because I want to get insulin back down and out of the way. So I like to do a, a spike. Again, I'm not doing it four or five, three or four or five times a day. I'm doing mm -hmm. it once every couple of days on the spike. Okay. So there's, that's the big difference there. Okay. But then when it drops back down within about an hour, you know, no more than two, I'm back to fat burning mode. So when I do it in the evening, you know, it's going to perk up and it also tends to have an effect. You know, when you have your carbohydrates in the evening, your serotonin kicks up because it affects that and then that converts to melatonin. So you tend to sleep better. So that's another element to it. That's why I do it in the evening on top of that. So hmm. that's another factor. So when you're uh, evaluating how you want to do it, that's an approach you can take. And that's what I'm doing. <clears throat> okay. that That's actually very interesting. I'm glad you explained that. Um, are there any types of fruits that you prefer more than others? Well, I like most fruits. I mean, I think a lot of people will be in the same situation. So for me, it just kind of depends what's in season. Um, so as a general, general rule, I, I like to buy organic fruits that, that need to be organic. So not all fruit needs to be organic, by the way. So we're going to you know talk about that, but you oh, know, apples okay. and berries and, and other soft fruits that, you know, they're susceptible to pesticides. Um, that's what I'm going to 
focus on what I'm going to buy the fruit if I'm going to have it. Now, again, is that perfect? Does that mean it, it's absolutely organic and there's no pesticides? Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you're dealing with what you're told. So they're going to tell you what you want to hear no matter what on right, the marketing right. labels. Okay. So, but the one I, I will say is this is another, the reason I buy it in season is because I don't like buying fruit that comes from other countries. So this would, you know, like Costa Rica or you know, South America countries or Mexico and these kind of countries, because uh, some of the things I've read, now whether this is right or wrong, it's just what I've read. So I'm, I don't disagree with it, but I, I think that there's a potential lack of regulation on how the pesticides are done with these right. fruits in these other countries because they're poor countries. They're just trying to make money. They're going to grow the fruit. So again, this applies to berries and the soft fruits. We're not talking about bananas and coconuts and watermelon and, and dew melon. These, these got a hard cover on them. That's really not too, I'm not concerned about that being organic. Okay. So okay. I want to establish that anything that has a hard cover on it, don't worry about it, you know, papaya and all that. So, uh, but with that being said, I do, I enjoy melons a lot. I mean, the mangoes, bananas, uh, another, uh, you know, fruit that's in season. Um, but then, um, like I said, you, you got to understand, okay, what do you want to buy that's organic and what's not organic? And that's the other thing I want to kind of highlight. And so like when berries are not in season, like blackberries, raspberries, and strawberries, I'm not buying them from other countries. So I'm going to avoid those fruits during that time period. So that's why I'm making that statement. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I mean, do you have a specific limit? of how much fruit you will eat. I know you talked about, you know, anywhere from maybe three to four days a week. Uh, but, you know, do you have a limit like one piece or a, a certain measurement amount depending on the fruit? No, not really. I mean, it's like when I carb load, I carb load. I just, I just, <laughs> I, enjoy, right. I enjoy it. So, you know, and again, it depends on, you know, the fruit that I'm having. And, but what I do, I always have the fruit at the end of my meal. I don't, you know, I don't mix it in or, or start with the beginning. I think that's just a bad move because your digestive system is going to, as soon as you have carbohydrates or simple sugars like that, you're going to, your saliva, you know, starts the digestion process right away as soon as you start eating it. Uh, and I think it gets, it, it, it affects the digestion of your protein and your other uh, vegetables. Mm. So I like to add the, the protein first with some vegetables and I'll finish up with some fruit. So that's how I, I do it. And it tends, you know, you, you fill up, you're going to be filling up quicker anyways. So you won't eat it as much because you're getting more full. Uh, but, you know, sometimes if I'm hungry, though, I may con consume a half a watermelon or even a full watermelon because I really enjoy watermelon when it, when it's in season. Uh, I mean, I, I like that. Uh, but the reason I don't eat that as often either is pretty messy. So I really enjoy it. But then, you know, it, it does leave a mess for me anyways. So, uh, I also, when I'm going to have fruit, I enjoy fruit cobblers. So I, I use that and you know, different pies from time to time. So that's the way I use fruit too. And then mm -hmm. these, these are, you know, higher carbohydrate type of options. But again, I'm having them at the end. So I don't eat as much as I, as I probably could. Uh, and then so, you know, but then these cobblers and pies, I, I want them to be homemade. I don't like buying store-bought because of all the excess they put into it. So and that's why I enjoy these during the holidays and special events. I'll, I'll enjoy that pretty immensely, you know, pumpkin bread and zucchini bread, which I really love. So anyway. All right. Well, you're making me hungry, uh, which is really good. But um, <laughs> what about people, Armin, that 
are looking specifically to lose body fat when it comes to fruit, I guess. How right, do you feel so about that? Okay, so that's the good question. So, you know, the clients I work with um, that are focused on trying to get rid of the, the belly fat, especially get that get that waistline down, I'm going to have minimized fruit. I don't need, you know, they're instantly getting in the way of the fat burning process. And so we want to control how the fruit's going to happen. So they'll only have it, you know, like on their car reload days. Uh, and then, you know, as the body fat starts coming off, then the metabolism starts firing on all cylinders, then that's a different story. But in the beginning, we got to get that fat coming off. And so I don't want insulin around as, you know, only as needed just to replenish the muscles and the, and the, and the liver with the mm -hmm. appropriate carbohydrates. So uh, I don't subscribe to the, you know, I used to, but I, I don't subscribe to the high carb, low fat uh, nutrition strategy. I mean, it can work, but... I just think that based on my experience, I did that stuff for years. Um, it just, the reason is it requires eating more often and then that keeps your insulin elevated. And again, you know, if you eat too many sugars and carbs, then it's going to lead to putting the body fat right back on. And you know, that's not what we're trying to accomplish here. We want to get rid of it. So I have them uh, do that uh, minimal. Um, and, you know, again, they'll only have it selectively on like a carbohydrate day and just have a little bit at the end and I have them do it at the end of the meal. So, because um, if you keep doing these, like we talked about, these people that do five and six meals a day kind of crap, absolutely not necessary. And all you got to do, you're going to be hungry all the time. So right. when you minimize the carbohydrates like this, you, you, you manage your hunger a lot easier too, because you're just burning fat. And so you don't, you don't have the, uh, you know, those, that, that ghrelin kicking in saying, Hey, I gotta, I gotta eat some, I gotta have some food. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, absolutely. And, and, um, you know, I, I like fruit, but I, I really cut back on a lot of it because, you know, I don't want to eliminate fat burning. Right. Okay. So I totally get that. Um, I'm glad you cleared up versus morning versus evening. So now I got to change some things, which you, know, you got me really good, you know, because how many years have we seen somebody eating uh, or bringing a bowl of cereal to their kid and they have fruit in it, right? That and that and orange juice to go with it and a slice yeah. of bread. You know, that was the bread. Yeah. All day, as a kid growing up, that's all I saw on TV commercials with the bowl of cereal. And that's supposed to be a healthy Fast breakfast juice right and a slice of bread that's your with a slab of little thing of butter or margin that's your that's your healthy breakfast which that is just the worst combination you could ever do when you understand how nutrition works in, in my opinion so i would never and, recommend yeah. that at all well and then on top of that to discredit eggs and bacon being unhealthy yeah, <laughs> right you know you're kind of yeah. like, oh all right yeah, so good luck with that yeah all right, so we're running out of time. Armin, what, what do you have to wrap this up about fruit? All right, so if you're fairly lean, then you can have fruit more often. Probably not a big deal because your metabolism is working and you're just replenishing your energy reserves. So if you're athletic and you're, you're burning a lot of carbohydrates, then, you know, not, not a big deal. It won't apply as much. Now, if you're trying to lose body fat, then, yeah, I would, be, I would minimize your fruit intake and I'd be real strategic, strategic with it like we discussed. Uh, and I just, I will say this too. I don't agree with these other diets like carnivore and, and, and the other ones that are out there that say you need to eliminate fruit. Uh, I, you know, it's a naturally occurring food source. 
why would you want to eliminate it? Because there are benefits. So that's my argument against that. I just disagree with that totally. I mean, I'm all about having quality fats and, and protein, but you know, just eliminating something out of your diet makes absolutely no sense to me. Now, if you have mm -hmm. a condition that if you have a condition that would irritate it, well, that might that might be different. But we're talking about everyday people here, so I don't agree with that. Um, and I also feel like it does help with the gut microbiome. So you want to make that always work at a high level because that's what gives you good bacteria. That gives you a good flora, which helps kill bug, kill the you know viruses and bacteria. You know that keeps you healthy. So that's the other reason why I'm not a big fan of it. Um, and again. I, I feel like if you're, if nature made it, you should, it's good to consume it. It's probably not a big deal. It's just a matter of making it work for you. That's the most important. So that's, that's my thoughts on it. <laughs> Excellent. Armin, uh, a lot of great information. Hopefully that helps uh, our audience. And if it does, please feel free to <laughs> share this episode with friends or yeah. family that you think it can help them. Uh, that's why we do what we do, and we try to make an impact as much as we can, uh, and we rely on you folks to not not only watch or listen, but share, and we'd appreciate it if you did. Uh, Armin, again, great segment, and stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition, and Armin and I will be right back. NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at NSPNutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, uh, you know, Armin, it's kind of interesting. We talk about a lot of different things on the show and we get questions and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, back in high school, I hurt my left knee. It's always tightens up on me. And, uh, you know, I've had to wear a knee brace and things like that, depending on the weather, cold, all different kinds of yeah. things. Yeah. And I tried this Joint Relief Pro from NSP. And I got to tell you, uh, life-changing. Uh, I haven't had an issue with my knee now in months, and I wanted to tell everybody about it. If you have an issue with a joint uh, or, or anything along that line, please go online and check out Joint Relief Pro from NSP. Um, like I said, I had issues with the knee stiffening up on me, had to walk a while for it to loosen up, that type of thing. And this product has really been terrific and eased that issue. Um, Armin, I don't know if you've used the product, but do you have any thoughts on the product or any knowledge that you can add to this? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of, you know, I've used it in the past, but, I, you know, since I've used it, I don't, I don't really have any <laughs> joint issues anymore. But it has Boswellia extract in it. And uh, that really does help with the, the joint issue. That's one of the key ingredients in it. So, and I recommend it for any client that I have that's dealing with, you know, joint achiness or pain because it does slowly help to uh, reduce it and eliminate it over time. So uh, I, I agree. I think it's a great product. So, Well, awesome. So check it out. Uh, had to tell you guys. And um, again, appreciate any input that you guys offer for the show. 
uh, we try to give it back. So thanks again. Um, all right. So Armin, fan questions. Uh, this one's kind of interesting. I, I guess her husband was watching our show and his wife's name is Alicia. Didn't tell me her husband's name. Uh, didn't tell me where they live, but she said, I felt compelled to write a question and send it in. Here's the deal. Um, NSP is a supplement company, naturally sourced products. Yeah. And she said, you know, I was on the site and there's a lot of supplements on there and it's a, a focus predominantly for men. Some women, you know, depending on the supplement yeah. can take certain things. Yeah, I would agree. But, but she said, what about kids? Um, she said that that she has a difficult time with her kids trying to supplement them. And she's tried to introduce a supplement program along with nutrition for her children. When COVID hit, you know, a lot of people, uh, they have their kids drink Pedialyte or take Airborne or uh, other supplementation to try so they don't get sick, right? They hang around other kids, you get sick. Uh, She's trying to enhance that, but she's really concerned with the quality of supplements that are out there for kids, you know, the whole gummy thing, sugars, all that kind of thing. She wanted to know, Armin, do you have any expertise, experience? Can you recommend any select supplements that are good for kids? Well, that's going to be a kind of a moving target just based on the age of the children. So, you know, as you get older, then, you know, there's other things that they can consider. Uh, So I don't know the age of the kids. So, you know, I wouldn't, you know, anything, any kid that's under like 13 to me, is it shouldn't be in a need uh, if they're if they're eating solid real food should not be in a need for supplementation in my opinion okay. unless there's unless there's a deficiency that they don't know about uh, you know, I'm a big fan of checking the vitamin D levels make sure that the child's vitamin D levels are good uh, so the only thing I would say would be a pretty safe thing no matter what is vitamin C and then a vitamin mineral supplement just to you know make sure you're getting enough of the um, of the correct minerals and the vitamins daily. Uh, so that would be the two main things. Uh, if they want to include fish oil in that, they can include fish oil. But I uh, don't see a need for a lot more than that unless there is a, a, you know, I mean, the vitamin D could be a need, but you just don't start taking that until you have it measured. Uh, right. And if it's, if it's low, then you want to get a protocol put together, and then that's fine. So I would approach that uh, more uh, strategically based on the age of the kids. And again, depending on what they're eating, I mean, if they're eating a lot of processed food, they get, you know, that'd be the first thing It's getting rid of that and make sure they're eating real food. Cause that'll, that'll eliminate a lot of issues that help their gut health and, and the other things that are important for their immune system. Cause that's what you really want to watch for the immune system, the recovery, if they're getting, you know, strong bones and, and joints and, and putting on the quality muscle tissue. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, <laughs> Alicia, hopefully that helps you. Uh, it's just to do your due diligence and try to find natural mineral supplements then for your kids. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I know I really never took vitamins until I started getting like, like 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, 
because I started getting involved in sports. So I kind of get where you're going, Armin. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next question before we run out of time here. Uh, Michael, up in Boston, uh, <clears throat> Michael said, guys, I saw the show you did talking about proteins and mm-hmm. absorption levels. And he goes, I love seafood and I eat a lot of it. And here I'm thinking I'm getting a lot of good quality protein. And from what Armin said, it's not as good as having eggs or beef or other type of proteins. Can you clarify that just a bit more? Extremely disappointed in Boston (laughs) is how he ended it. All right. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're getting enough protein, that's that's one thing. The thing is, is you know, there's arguments about okay, an amino acid's amino acid. So once you have any kind of uh, protein and it can break down into amino acids, then that's that's all that matters. That's why the the vegans, the vegetarians, they have that uh, same thought process. I get that, but what you're looking at is a protein efficiency ratio about how it absorbs into uh, the body the right way. And so if you look at protein, what he wants to, what you need to do or what he needs to do is look at, look up most protein efficient ratio foods. And you're going to see them all in order. They're going to list them in order. And it it is what it is. You you know, I mean, if you like seafood, then that's fine. Just understand that it's not as high on the protein efficiency ratio as eggs and beef. So you may want to supplement a little bit of that if you want a little bit more quality protein. You know, it, it, it's, it's really a personal preference and a, and a judgment call. Uh, I mean, you, you can still get adequate amount of protein from just having all seafood. And I will say this, if you eat a lot of seafood, then your iodine levels are probably pretty good. So, you know, you, you may not need to do iodine supplementation because you're, if, especially if it's seafood out of the, out of the ocean, mm-hmm. uh, that's when they kind of keep mine there. But um, that, that's all I can tell you. I mean, it's like peanut butter is protein, but how well it absorbs, well, you know, Fish is a little lower on the scale, and I don't know all the reasons why, but that's just where it comes in on the protein efficiency ratio scale. So that's what that's what my decision, that's what my suggestion is based on. So whether that's right or wrong, I mean, yeah. that's up to the person. Now, hope, hopefully that gives you some insight. Well, I I feel, I, I, I honestly feel Michael's pain because I'm a seafood guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, I like shrimp. I like oysters. Uh, you know, I like fish. Uh, I like sushi. There's nothing that I probably won't eat, but uh, I, I do know just how I feel after I eat a steak or if I yeah. eat eggs. Uh, I just feel I feel better eating that after I eat seafood. It's bottom line. Um, yeah. I don't know why. Armin, I'm sure you could tell me why, but you know what I well, mean. I mean, it's it's more satiating, and it's you know, it's a higher density uh, uh, source of uh, protein. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's what the science is stating. So, whether that's right or wrong, that's that's where I'm getting that information from. Uh, and it's, it's pretty standardized, but it is what it is. <laughs> so, Michael, have steak and shrimp. There, there you go. go. You can have both, right? <laughs> so, so, all right. Man, yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, we're running out of time, but look, if, if you have input for the show, uh, yeah. you can scan the QR codes, contact us that way. You can comment on YouTube or you can send us an email directly at support at nspnutrition.com. 
and Arm and I will get that info. And who, who knows, maybe your topic or question will be on the show next week. But we appreciate you watching and listening. And Armin, thank you for all of the great information as always. Thank you, thank you. And join in Armin and I next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP Show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP Show at the checkout. Catch you next time.